Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. You absolute bloody legends. Welcome back to another episode of Fat Chat by Body Magic. So I've just been away over in Melbourne now filming a whole heap of great episodes. And this is the first one that I'm bringing to you from that trip. The trip couldn't have gone any better. The people that I was chatting to, uh, just quality episodes, meeting everybody. It's going to be an, an awesome few months for Fat Chat. And thank you, everybody that's been listening so far. It's about to get a whole lot fatter and a whole lot more great. So <laughs> make sure you're listening along for the next few weeks with some of these awesome episodes. So we're starting off with an absolute fucking bang. This one is one of my favorite pods that I did for the whole trip. I could have sat down with him for two or three hours talking. I'm sure there's probably going to be a follow-up one because we did really hit it off and uh, the stories were just uh, 10 out of 10. I'm joined by former St. Kilda player. He was one of the roughest, toughest, hard nuts of the AFL. His name's Stephen Baker and... The stories from the football days are unbelievable, from waking up naked in Barry Hall's house to, uh, to rocking up uh, missing his first day training, uh, his battles with Stevie J. There's all sorts of stuff in between as well. You're going to love everything uh, football that we talk about. And then the second half, we're talking all things performance-related. So performance-related with his AFL career and what it took to uh, be a top-notch tagger, be in the head of his opponents, the little tricks of the trade, uh, and, uh, and everything else in between, the preparation for opponents, all that sort of thing. But now... He also runs all these crazy endurance uh, athlete sports. So, like, we're talking, like, marathons, half Ironmans, all these fucking nuts events that you have to be so mentally tough to get through. Uh, and also shares a little bit about uh, some some more recent times where he actually found himself struggling uh, with his own mental health and the things that he did in terms of his daily habits and routines and all the positive little small changes to his everyday stuff that he was able to make to get himself in a much more positive headspace now which was great to hear so you're going to absolutely love this and when we talk about the performance stuff like I said we're going to talk about all the crazy endurance events that he does and somehow we start get on the topic about me maybe doing one of these events and anyway you're just going to have to listen to see how that uh, turned out but as always make sure you follow subscribe or like on any of the channels that you're streaming this or watching this one on uh, and uh, really goes a long way into uh, increasing all the get increasing getting more guests onto fat chat each and every week increasing the listeners uh, and I continue to bring you great episodes but uh, without further ado this is the episode with Stephen Baker here we fucking go it's gonna be a cracker 
Let's yeah. do it. <laughs> oh, I'm excited. So this potty has been brewing for a little while now. Uh, I'm super excited to have the great man with me. So uh, we're going to go into how it actually came about doing this episode. But please welcome one of the toughest, most hardcore players of all time. Played over 200 games for the Saints. Uh, he was suspended for a record-breaking 24 games, or there might have been more. I thought it was more, but maybe it was, yeah, was probably, There was probably more yeah. in there. Uh, please welcome Stephen Baker. Hey. Hey. <laughs> this is me. I'm so excited for the whole trip. This is probably the podcast i'm most excited to do no i'm honestly i'm I'm super excited to uh to to talk (laughs) everything with you so um i thought we'd tell everybody how this podcast came about to start off with so um i'll set the scene and then maybe you tell your version of events for it so i had hayden ballantyne on the pod about Oh, a few months ago, six months ago or something, uh, and I put together a, a great clip of him uh, telling a story about who the hardest opponent that he ever played on was, and he said he used to love playing against you because he would always come out with a – you'd get, you'd bash him up all game. <laughs> get a few tricks. Uh, yeah, and then he'd come on out and he'd always have a new trick. Then he'd go, great, I'll use that next week. And then you thought that was great content when I put the video up. I loved it. Loved it. <laughs> I loved it. <laughs> and then uh, we started chatting and uh, we've just been getting getting around each other's Instas and everything a little yep, bit. Yep. And now we're here doing a pod. So we do some great things, you know. Thank you, my friend. Well, um, do you remember the games against uh, Hayden? Do you do you specifically remember? Because I think what he told was um, you were you you'd pinch him or you you hit him in the back of the Whack elbow. In the back of the elbow yeah. was one of my favourite, and moves, it, yeah. it would go you'd go numb in the elbow yeah. so much so you'd have to ice it up after the game. Um, and then uh, he thought. The next game went, all right, I want to get him back with a bit of his own medicine. He came up to your first bounce, got you in the back of the elbow, and I think he said, oh, you like that, do you? I, mean, no, I said, you like that, you like that one, didn't you, mate? But little did you know, he gave me one one ripper. Uh, it, was, it was actually a good shot, but you've got to do it about you know two or 300 times to get that <laughs> same, same spot. So, yeah, that move came about, I think I got an accidental one, um, one game, and I thought, oh, my arm was numb, and I thought, oh, I might use... I well, use that. that. I did yeah. on Stevie J a few times. Whacked him, and on, and he and he kept on fumbling after the after the whacking in the elbow. So, yeah, I remember old Hado, um, and I think he was playing on Milne one game, and I, I do remember chasing. He said I chased him when I was winded, and like, yeah, he yeah, got yeah. Me an absolute he said, ripper. Go on, I'm gonna he's get a little, like he's little, but he's a solid little bugger, and he just went <laughs> bang and knocked the shot. I don't think I even tense. I'll like, oh, just knock him for six. He knocked me. He knocked me sense. Just solid. So, just a ball. Solid little ball of muscle. So, and then I remember um, he didn't tell the story, but. Um, he whacked me and he thought, no, Bakes is pretty tough. But then he went up and started whacking. He goes, every time you whack me, I'm going to whack I'm gonna whack Stevie Milne. <laughs> is that he what he up, said? Yeah, so he, he went up and started whacking Stevie Milne. I said, that's actually a good psychological move. I don't want Milne to get uh. hurt. One of our star <laughs> players. He didn't, tell, he didn't tell that part of the story. That's so like a hostage situation. Thought, Shit, that was actually pretty, cle- pretty that clever. That is clever, so wow. Good IQ, that guy. Yeah, he, uh, he left that part out. But, yeah. uh, mate, how would you uh, describe your career for anybody that maybe you know didn't see you play? Um, oh, turbulent, <laughs> well, <laughs> exciting, think, yeah, <laughs> turbulent, exciting. Um, I think I got the most out of my career. I think for someone there that came, didn't start football until I was uh, fifteen. Is that right? Um, yeah. So I think I played one one year under nines, and went I wanted to play basketball. Yep. NBA career didn't really happen. Um, <laughs> kept on getting fouled off. Yeah, didn't really suit the old people. It's, it's a bit hard, yeah, when you when you're fouled off in the first five minutes. So. Yep, got ejected from the stadium a few times. Um, <laughs> yeah, my brother dragged me to football, but um, yeah, so the skills weren't very good early in the career. So I remember the, the Saints guys said, "Look, we 
too scared to put you in because you couldn't kick. Mm-hmm. weren't even a very good handball, which, you know, handball wasn't that hard, but yes. I was still struggling struggling at it. So, yeah, the, the earlier in the career was, uh, you know, struggling, but I think, yeah, got the most out of the body and, and the, um, yeah, my skills, little as they were at the start. So I was happy. Yeah, great. And then who actually got you into footy uh, to begin with? And where did you grow up as well before that even? Yeah, so I grew up in Colac, my brother Mick. So yep. I used to be, I used to um, have a kick of the footy with him if he'd play basketball with me. He was two years older. Yep. So he'd kick my ass in basketball, so that would absolutely piss me off because um, he's a bit bit bigger than bigger than me. So I think I tried out for under-16s uh, Victorian side in basketball, got down to the final stages, then got cut. Yeah. Uh, then so you're a pretty handy basketball. I was, pretty, I was okay. It wasn't the greatest. I didn't get in the Vic, didn't get in the Vic side, but loved it. Um, you know, trained nearly every day. Played for the local Colac Cookers. Uh, right. The and then cookers. The, the cookers, the cooker butters. Um, yeah, good, tough <laughs> that, name. You know, that, 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 that sounds like another group <laughs> of people down there. Yeah, another, another group. Um, and then, yeah, the bro got dragged me to football. It was under 17s. And, yeah, we won um, won a few games and then played in the seniors, won a flag together in the uh, South Colac scenes, 97. Still got the tattoo on the ass. Amazing. <laughs> I want to show you that one. Um, and, yeah, just. Played uh, Geelong Falcons, didn't get a game all year, and nearly quit a couple of times. Um, it was just before the finals. Got got the job as a tag of the uh, football manager, um, and the coach, Mick Turner, pulled me aside and said, well, um, yeah, do you think you can play on someone? They loved my tackling. Yes. and They loved my effort at the ball, um, but I couldn't kick and handball, so there's a bit of a liability going into the game. Um, I said, yeah, I can take on someone. There was a guy averaging 40, 40 possessions, and... Yeah, fair to say I uh, did well at that tagging job. I think he, he came off with a bit of a bloody nose, um, not many possessions. <laughs> I got the game ball. Job and, done. Um, I was so happy <laughs> winning the game ball. And, yeah, played a few uh, Falcons finals game. We got into the grand final. And, yeah, luckily enough, right, um, you know, was it right place, right time. John Beveridge, the football manager or the football recruiter for St Kilda, was in the stands, saw a guy with a ponytail. Did skin, you have a ponytail? I had a ponytail, skinhead undercut. Unreal. I think it's he was very fashionable <laughs> now. Yeah, actually, it's coming back. Yeah, it has. Yeah, all the good-looking guys. Really yeah, they are. Um, and, yeah, he said, I think I, he might have been there to watch my opponent. And then I kept on – the ball just bounced my way that day. And, and he just smoked him. I think I've had about 25 handballs in one kick because I was too scared to kick. And got the call up as the – yeah, the St Kilda tagger. So it was all Amazing. very quick – so did How that – was that sort of – you were drafted, though. That was like the 98 draft, hey? Yeah, 90, 98 – no, it was a 99 draft, I think. Or I had 98. It might be 98. Yeah, oh, yeah. I played 99. Yeah. Um, I think I, I know You know my career better than me. <laughs> 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 um, yeah, so I got, dra- got drafted. I think it was pick 27? Yep. 27. So I wasn't even – I think I remember being hung over on the couch and just – not even going to look at the screen <laughs> until it was like pick 80 or 90. I uh, had a few mates out for a few beers. Oh, imagine if Bakes got drafted, it'd be so funny. And I was asleep and I just and I heard this big eruption and looked up and my name was just flashing off the screen. So I didn't joking. know where I went. And then mum was yelling at me, there's someone on the phone, Tim Watson. I just thought it was all a joke. What is happening here? And all of a sudden I'm talking to Tim Watson, thinking oh it's a gosh. joke. But shit, it actually sounds like... Sounds like him. So it all it was all happened very quickly. That sounds like just so exciting and turbulent like yeah. that, just straight in. Yeah. Well, obviously you were such a, a natural talent at it. Um, that's uh, that's unreal. That it all just kind of fell into place like that. Yeah. So I think that's lucky for that tagging role. Otherwise, I might have missed the opportunity. Yeah. So like, did you actually go and do like any of the draft? Um, did they do draft testing and all that sort of stuff? If it was just nah. more based on your form of whatever level of football you were playing before that? Yeah. There was no. I didn't. I think I went to try out for one team. Can't remember North Melbourne or something. Yeah. Yeah. Didn't. Didn't really expect to get drafted at all. So um, I was, yeah, 
just to, I was going to go back and play the local footy yep. for, forever and no no dreams. You know, my aspirations weren't to play AFL. Um, so amazing. It's amazing. Just all, yeah. just all, it's all <laughs> worked out. My, bags. my brother wanted to play AFL and I sort of you know, snuck in and I think it was a bit of a fluke. But um, Unreal. Amazing. And then the coach at the time was um, Tim Watson. Tim Watson, yep. How did you get on with him? How was that? He obviously saw something that he really liked in you to draft you, though. Yeah, I think the uh, so the recruiter saw I think the effort and obviously got a bit of the ball in the grand final day. But Tim Watson, uh, we had a bit of a frosty start. Yeah, um, we had a tra- <laughs> I think the training session was meant to be seven a.m. on the Saturday. So so this I, is like first day, first day yeah. ever meet the coach, train. Um, you want to do a good impression? Good you impression. Wanna, yeah. yeah, we had the, I think we had the meeting at seven, training at eight or something like that. Um, I got caught up with a few of the um, senior players with Barry Hall, Austin Jones, um, a few of the troublemakers. Oh, yeah, all the fun blokes. Yeah, yeah, all the fun blokes. But I was a bit, you know, shit, you know, look at these guys. I know these guys. I've seen them on TV. Um, have a fireball bag. So little did I know they were trying to uh, stitch, a young, uh, stitch a young fella up. Fireball, fireball, fireball uh, on, the fri- on the Friday night. I can't remember the place. Right? Well, a place called Transformers, I think. It was oh, yeah. Back in the day, and you um, well and truly transformed that night. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, yeah it was something, <laughs> uh, something bad. <laughs> so then I woke, I woke up. It was eleven a.m. and I was totally nude. I was in this little, in this little single bed, in this little single bed. The whole bed was wet. I'm thinking I've pissed the bed. I'm just no. going, oh my god! So I've got up. I couldn't work out where my clothes were. I'm walking, walking through the house. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, I think it was Barry Hall's girlfriend at the time. Said, what are you doing? I said, oh, shit, I've covered oh up. I've covered. I said, I don't know where I am. What, what is going on? What is happening? And she goes, oh, oh, yeah, Barry, he threw a bucket of water on you about four hours ago. You know, you had <laughs> oh, training. That makes so sense, yeah. I remember looking at the clock. It was 11. I just, and I couldn't even, I thought, shit, I'd forgotten I'd had training that morning. But, yeah, long story short, <laughs> I, I'd had you know, 45 missed fucking calls on my phone. You get, oh, no, oh, that's good. I've rang everyone. No one's picking up the phone. Um, yeah, so and I had a I had a call as I was looking at my phone. It was a fitness guy, so I've had to. And I, li- I was living just up the road. Like yeah. I was literally you know, two minutes from the club, but Barry Hall lived like the other side. So it took me half an hour. So he obviously went to the training and just left. He you went. There. And he, oh, and that is Barry Hall. He could have picked me up. Right. The big fellow could have picked me up and put it over oh, his shoulder. Easily. Apparently, threw a bucket of water on me and I didn't move. So I was in a, I was in a different in a world, yeah, I was yeah, in a yeah. world of hurt. So that's unreal. Yeah, rocked up for a training session. He's big fish. I can't remember his name now. The training guy and um, yeah, went through a two-hour grueling session, <laughs> guts thing, spewing in the bin in the gym, <laughs> and then walking I've done back. Plenty home. of them as well. Though. That's all right. Well, I was a night, and I had a host. I had a host family, Mick and Kazar, and they lived just on Linton Street, just up from the ground. So I was like dragging my bag along up. Two hundred meter walk, and I barely got there. Spewing on the way there, <laughs> thinking no, it was like a Saturday, and um, you know I'm thinking I oh, know. And the next training was on the Monday, so the whole weekend went through. I was just thinking, the co- I haven't met the coach, missed the training session. <laughs> just there, it's just he'd be seething away all it weekend was about just it. stewing. And Sunday, I'm th- I'm trying to ring people, no one's. I'm just felt like a bit of a leper, and no one wanted to talk to me. And I'm thinking. Yeah, but then on the Monday, I remember I got him through the whole training session. Tim Watson wouldn't look at me. It was a grueling session on the Monday. And then at the end of the session, he's, and Austin, Austin Jones, Barry Hall, if you do that again, you're back in the twos. And you, you, I won't swear, I won't swear, fucking little brick from Colac. Um, <laughs> do that again and you're on the, on the train back to Colac. And, and then he's looked around and he goes, get a fucking haircut. And I had the ponytail and little skin there. I look like a fucking idiot. <laughs> And 
and uh, that was it. So the next day, I was, you sound home like an absolute winner. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. When they've gone, we've got a beauty it here. Was a tough start, but I yeah shaved the head that night. <laughs> shaved my long hair off. And, that's amazing. And I was in the front row the next day. That's so, so good. That's so good. And tough then start. That's a great start. That's iconic. <laughs> <laughs> So like uh, so that was the coach. What about the players at the time? Who were the who were like the guns when you were first walking in? Um, I remember jogging around on that that Monday. There was Robert Robert Harvey, Stewie Lowe, all these Huge. all these people. Yeah, and I knew Robert Harvey, and I wasn't really a football fan, so yeah. but I knew these guys and oh, shit. They're you know, the best, the best of the best, and jogging next to Robert Harvey, I think, oh, amazing. And I still at the time, I'm thinking, I'm just fluked my way here. I'm not, I'm not, not even ever going to play in the seniors here. I'll just you know I enjoy the moment, yeah, and, um, and didn't take it too seriously. So it was, uh, yeah, it was. Pretty weird jogging next to those players. Do you reckon that kind of like helped you get games and sort of feel comfortable with like, you know, getting into the AFL system that you weren't actually like, you didn't have that much pressure on yourself to do it? Well, yeah, I just thought I'll have a crack in the in the reserves and, and see, what, see happens. what happens. But then, yeah, I think um, it was the second game. I think the seniors got walloped by over 100 points or something and I'd, I'd had a lot of tackles in the, in the reserves. So they put me up for like, I think it was around two and three in my first year. But didn't get a, didn't get much of a game. I remember I missed one kick to Robert Harvey. Kicked it about ten meters over his head. That was my only memory from my game one. The rest of it was on the bench, um, and I played another game on the bench. And then I got taken out. That again. was back in the day where like you would just be on the bench for the whole game. Like that doesn't yeah. happen now because you have to get out and, and get everybody going. But if you no, would, if they the just bench. wanted you off, you're on the bench. <laughs> I was on the bench most of the game. So. That's unreal. And then uh, you made your name as like you said a tagger. Sounds obviously you were. Um, sounds like it was recruited and gone yep we've got Bates he's going to be our tagger who was like your first job that you went and Buddha, Buddha Hocking he was the first so I think I played you know, the round two and three and then didn't get another game um, I think it was to the end of the uh, towards the end of the season but then yeah I remember he he was brutal he was just doing all the stuff that I was doing yeah, <laughs> in yeah. the end so of my career learning, yeah. I just walked up to him and he just went smack and hit me straight <laughs> and my eyes watering I just couldn't <laughs> see the prick for bloody for a while I'm trying where is he and then but I ended up I ended up doing well the ball wasn't bouncing his way like I don't think I beat him but I think I, I beat him but it was the ball wasn't bouncing his way yep 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 I was in the right spot at the right time a few times kicked two goals amazing I couldn't believe that's like, awesome using yeah so I'd kick it off the side of the boot and they were just going through. Um, but, yeah, after that game, I think that was, you know, I, I, I'd, be, I'd beaten him. You know, he had, didn't have many touches and then that was yeah, my that was where in, it started. That was my in for the team and I didn't, um, yeah, I played every game the rest of the season. So who were, like, the guns that you played on? Like, who's the hardest ones that you've had to match up on or uh, toughest games that you've had against someone? Ben Cousins. I just remember him running one day and just his gut running. So I... I wasn't naturally fit, and I was still a bit of a troublemaker early in my career. I'd still yeah. go out in the weekends, so I, you know, I wasn't naturally fit. But I just remember he just ran me to absolute death. I know I was throwing up after the game, but he would just gut run from one end of the ground to the other. I'd be like a trailer trying to hang on. The trailer would snap off, and he'd be 50 metres ahead. I'd pray he didn't get the ball. Um, the ball wouldn't bounce his way, and I'd get on him and go, oh, thank – and then the ball the other way. And he'd just, and he'd just run just go straight up And it was just like that all day. And it was just – so Cousins. And then there was like the Jards and the Ablets, which you know, um, always up there, the, you always got to be switched on yeah. and gut, gut running as well. Um, Stevie J, always got to be concentrating on him. He was probably one of my tougher, toughest opponents. Hayden, I've got to give him a mention as well. Yeah, he gave yeah, me yeah. a mention. Yeah. But, uh, <laughs> I, love, I love the brutal battle with him. Um, but, yeah, that were some of the top names. That's unreal. So um, there was a story that I heard, was it early on, that – you maybe was that was that the training story that you were that you were saying? Oh, before? with Timmy. Uh, yeah, 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 that's missing, the training yeah, story. Missing yeah, great, missing great, the training great, story. great, great, great. Making sure there wasn't any yeah, other no, one that, that I missed. Yeah, yeah, good, good. <laughs> um, and um, so, like, I, 
you're suspended for 24 games or maybe more. You must have just been. More, you must have just been playing the game <laughs> and just been going out straight I to the office a nine Monday. Or seven or four or three. Yeah. <laughs> There's got to be more. There's got to be more. 15 times reported. I think I was. I think I was 15 out of 15. I think I was the only one. That As in, you were convicted 15 times. Yeah. So I got reported 15 times, and I think I appealed most of them, but I, I think I got 15 guilties. Right, fifteen out of field. Well, it's always worth trying. It's always worth. That's what I thought, <laughs> and I always, I always thought I was hard done by with the AFL, and they didn't want me playing. So I was always in there, poor, poor Stevie. Yeah, That's yeah. And were you just like straight into like the office Monday? You going, yep, cool, straight in. Oh, <laughs> yeah, was yeah, 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 yeah. Great. <laughs> a lot the of the ones I, I got reported, like I, they were, I got, I got done for attempted striking. I don't know if anyone's <laughs> ever been done attempted. for attempted. Like I had a jumper punch and missed the guy. I got two weeks for attempted striking. I didn't even hit him. And right. the other one, there was no footage with Jeff Farmer. I got seven weeks. <laughs> oh, that, I remember that one. I probably yeah. would have got ten if there was footage. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I shouldn't get seven for no footage. Tell me, tell me, what did you do? What happened? What happened? Well, the, the tribunal story was that I, <laughs> <laughs> he's still he's still not guilty. <laughs> <laughs> so I was like, the ball was on the other side of the ground, and I was—I think I was later in my career. I was getting a bit slower. Mm-hmm. So I was in front of Jeff by about five metres, running into their forward line. They, they had the ball up the other wing, and I'm thinking there was no one else in their forward line, but down the wing, and he's catching me really fast. So I was I was full pelt trying to stay in front of him, and I said, he's going to just overtake me, take an easy mark. Bad for the team. Yep. I'm going to try and stop this mm-hmm. now. So I, <laughs> so I just tur- I turned around. You've been proactive. Yeah, I've been proactive, him. coach. That's what I thought. I thought I'd be proactive. <laughs> I, I, read, I read what was happening in the future. I thought I can stop this now. So I turned around. I did I did face him and just give him the biggest headbutt. I just remember I hit him perfectly. I got a very hard head. There's two bits of bone up here. Reinforced. Uh, <laughs> and I just sort of just went bang, sort of. And he was still watching the ball over the other side, sprinting for that out. So he didn't sort of see me coming. So sorry, Jeff. But me Just and Aaron Hamill were trying to get you for years. Yeah. So. <laughs> <laughs> I think we had a bet. I think we had a $100 bet. Who could get him? <laughs> Don't tell him that. <laughs> Hey legends, how you doing? Quick little break in the podcast here. So I've had uh, lots of people come up to me or give me a message saying, uh, Jared, how's the podcasting going? And it's going, yeah, it's great. Uh, going very well because everybody's been following and subscribing and liking and doing all the things that I regularly uh, ask for in the, the ad breaks here. Uh, and if you haven't done that already, make sure you do. It takes 20 seconds of your time. I'll owe you a favor. You know the deal. And I'm saying, yeah, it's going great. Uh, but what my actual job is day to day during the week is I'm a personal trainer and more specifically an online personal trainer. And I've just got some amazing, great, news that I've just done some major upgrades to my online platform www.bodymagic.fit if you want to go check it out and it's the one-stop shop you're going to need for everything workout related everything nutrition everything accountability everything changing your daily habits uh, to really get the most out of yourself and I've worked with thousands of online clients from all over the world achieve their goals from weight loss gaining muscle, uh, being better at sport, um, what, what, whatever that sport may, may be, it's fully customizable and uh, everything is to work around you and your lifestyle. The packages start from as little as 25 bucks per week. And like I said, it's got all the tools, all the features for you to achieve whatever your workout goal is. I'd love for you to be part of the online community and just head to www.bodymagic.fit to find out more. Love your work. Back to the pod. Here we go. So I had uh, Ryan Crowley on this uh, a little while back. And again, one of my favorite ones I've done uh, uh, he was telling us some of the little tricks of the trade uh, of being a tagger. So I want to know what was in <laughs> Bakes' bag of tricks. Well, what, what were some of the things that you do regularly? Um, and also, how would you kind of like prepare for playing on someone? Well, there was a few. There were obviously, the dirty ones get a lot of um, attention. But yeah. I, was, I like to think that I was pretty uh, witty with the way I went, went about things. Like, I'm, 
little ones I used to do, little little punches in the in the guts, not with a closed fist, just every stoppage, just to just to put them off their game. So I'd give them a little push some area, push yeah, push some yeah. area. Um, but a lot of a lot of it was timing. Um, you know, I'd give them a bump, like all the good players, the Juds and the Alberts, really good at going through contests. So as soon as the ball's up, their eyes from the ball, bang, knock them off, knock them off target. But then the juicy ones that I've sort of mentioned, the punch in the arm one, I, I love because <laughs> the, the the classy players like the Stevie Jays. You know, he, I saw him clunk, you know, so many perfect balls, but then I thought, well, how can I stop him? Whacking the elbow, and then he starts, then he starts fumbling. Fumbling, great. The, the sharpening the stop ones, I think that only happened <laughs> All right. so a couple just, of times. Just to set this story up, because this is also <laughs> going to be good. I was, uh, when we were talking about coming and doing it, uh, Bake said, oh, I've had lots of tricks. And I was like, oh, I bet you're doing it. Oh, yeah, you used to sharpen the studs before that <laughs> game. I said, like, I don't think you're joking. I'm not. <laughs> well, I, had, I had these steel, steel studs, and, I, and it started out that the Telstra Dome was – so it was slippery, so they had the concrete, and, the, and so your stops wouldn't um, get into the, the ground. So they originally started, I sharpened the stops just because... Just for make, actually, for the use yeah, of doing it. For the, yeah. for the use, and then um, it turned into, oh, hang on, maybe I can, might be able to cause some damage in some ankles here. <laughs> <laughs> so pushing up from packs and a few, but I, that only happened a couple of times, but it was, looking back, it probably was a little bit, uh, a little bit dirty. On the line. <laughs> on the line, but now my, my career, I had to sort of push the boundaries, otherwise I wouldn't get a game. So, and as I got, as I got older, I got dirtier. So yeah, you know, yeah, that's yeah. when the headbutt started coming yes, out. When I'd had right. my opera, I had a lot of operations, my knees and my foot, so I got slower. So I had to resort to... More tactics. tricks. Yeah, yeah. Well, More well, tricks. That, that's right. So yeah. well, one of the most iconic uh, moments and stories uh, that uh, you've been a part of was your battles with Stevie J. You mentioned before he was such a great player. You yeah. really get stuck into him. So when did that actually first start? Because the the clip and the incident that I'm thinking of, um, you were playing Geelong one day and you guys were just <laughs> bashing each other and then you ended up – from that game, I think he's elbowed you. Yeah, he got me the best. And then player. your eyes like a slit like this, like there's just nothing <laughs> to look out of one of your eyes. Tell me about all that. Where did it sort of start the rivalry? Well, I think with it started team? in the grand final, where the grand final they beat us. Um, and we just had a good battle. So it was just, it was physical. Um, so the talk up, the talk was, oh, Baker, Baker and Johnson are going to have another good battle in the, in the next game. And there was just a bit of talk. There might have been an article about it or something. Yep. A bit of, in the so lead. just sparked it just Yeah, a so it bit just more. sparked. So that, that created more spark. And I thought, oh, shit, I, you know, I can't lose to this guy now. I'm going yeah, yeah, yeah. to belt the shit out of him. He was probably thinking, I'm going to belt the shit out of Bakesy. Um, so as soon, as soon as we lined up, it was before they even signed the – you know, I, I had this little move, or another little move that I haven't really told. I used to like do the old spear and then, and then grab them on and grab them in the jumper at the same time. So I'd try and hit them in the throat. So it looked like you were just getting <laughs> so it. Oh, like sorry. You, it looks like you're just grabbing it, and but it actually the hurt. Clum, the clumsy, the clumsy. Jumper. Yeah, and then, yeah, yeah. So I got him, and he put his head back, and I thought, oh, it's going to be a free kick. Then he threw a little one, little jumper punch, and was that was before the siren. So I remember the commentators saying um, you know, they should have given a free kick then, and it might have stopped all the you know the bullshit in the game, but. Um, and then, you know, I remember early, he still doesn't admit to this, but I reckon he broke his hand on my head. He reckons he got a clip of a footy, footy boot or something, but he gave me an absolute ripping backhand, but he hit me in my good spot, in my right two little rhino bones. If it had been, uh, <laughs> if it had been an inch lower, he would have fu- fucked me, pardon me, stuff Swear me. all you like. Oh, he would have fucked me for the game. He would have got me in the nose. My nose had already been broken five times. 
if like an inch lower, it just would have obliterated my nose. Yeah. Um, but he got me in that good spot, and it, it still rocked me. I saw a few little birdies. Yeah. Um, and I think it was on Mike Sheen's show, the open mic. He yes. showed footage of it, and I hadn't, I hadn't seen footage where he got me, but you sort of see me stumble a little bit. And then the camera zoom in on me. Then I give him a little uppercut, and that's what they caught. That's what they catch on camera. So I don't think he even got reported or cited for that. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. For that one. So that was earlier in the game. So and then I saw him rubbing his hand. So I thought, ah, he's fu- he's fucked it here. So I've just gone <laughs> whack all, all game, just <laughs> whacking that. <laughs> This this was before they brought in the rule. You <laughs> I could. Was say, this is a different time. <laughs> a different time. Yeah, yeah. Well, I think I've changed a couple of rules because that they brought in the you can't attack an injured player after that. Yep. Uh, and I remember doing a little. So you've thing. actually done the game of service. Is well, what you're well, yeah, it makes probably sense, a disservice because yeah. yeah. you know, that was it was good attacking <laughs> injured player. Uh, and another one, I think, uh, when someone handballed the ball and you drag them down, it was now it's fifty meters. Like yes. I, I remember saying, I can't remember the coach at the time. I think it was Grant Thomas. He goes, why don't you tell the boys the same thing? Because I, I was a little tactic. So if someone handballed it to someone in a better position, you just grab them and Dumb drop them, and then it's a free the, kick to hold the um the yeah hold the, hold the player. So that's I remember, bit, I remember watching. Yeah, like, yeah. Bit genius by myself. So Absolutely. <laughs> so that yeah, those two rules. But yeah, Stevie J and I, we we just went at it that whole game. I was whacking his hand. He was whacking me, and then I. I heard the story later that Stevie J told. Like we've had a beer since. Um, I was going to say, you guys all chummy about. Yeah, we're it now. all chummy now. I think I was having a beer with Lenny Hayes. He was at GWS, and um, yeah, and then all of a sudden I'm in the headlock, and then I look, oh, it's Stevie J behind me. Didn't know he was coming, <laughs> but um, yeah, the story was that at three quarter time he went up to his doctor and said, "What's the go? It's broken hand," um, and the doctor said, "Yeah, it's at least three or four weeks." So Stevie J's going up. Fuck this little prick baker. So he went back on with the intention of giving me a good one. Because he's going to be out anyway. He's going to be out anyway. So he goes, I've got four weeks. He goes, I've got four weeks up my sleeve. This is brilliant from CBJ. This is now he's my favourite player after I heard this. Uh, yeah. And I know the thing I was doing, I was doing the little pinches. It was in um in their forward line. I was behind him. I was pinching him, pulling his arm hairs out, the little things, little things yeah. like that. Piss him off, piss him off, elbow, hand. Uh, and then I wasn't even ready. I was just and then you see the footage, he just turns around and just hits me absolutely clean. I think he's like, he's scun it. Like he didn't like knock me totally out, but I remember seeing stars. Oh. Went, down, went down to my knees and it took me a while, it took me a while to get up and then running off. I couldn't even, I couldn't see out of that eye. There's you know, oh. blood gushing. And it was the, the photo of it is hectic. It was closed over. And I remember like that next day, I, I think I sort of tried to open it and a big, big bit of blood went oh. down. It looked like a horror movie, but oh. um, yeah, it was a good. It was a good hit. Best one I've ever, I've Sounds ever like got. Sounds like you guys deserved each other. Sounds <laughs> really was good. good. I just think it was a good battle. Like, and after the game, I said, "Don't worry, Steve. I'll, I'll look after you at the tribunal." I said, "Don't worry." And I'm thinking, yeah, I might get a couple because I give them a little uppercut, mm-hmm. a few little cheapies. I think I got twelve, uh, nine with an early plea. Yep. Um, and he gets three, and he like he gave me the best one ever. Yeah. And the first big one, which wasn't cited, but. Um, that was well, yeah one of the best battles I've, I've had with Stevie J. It was, Iconic, it was good. It was awesome. Good. That it was is good. so good. So, um, like you had this, like I guess, bit of a. If you're a Saint supporter, loved you. If uh, you were anybody else uh, in the football world, you'd be yeah. like, oh fucking Baker. Like you had that real <laughs> a bit, a bit of a villain um, sort yeah, of. If, um, I get, if I got booed by the opposition um, supporters, I meant I was doing my job. So yeah. I loved. I love getting You loved it? Yeah, I yeah, loved yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, nice. It. And then the other one, uh, before we go into like everything um, uh, performance related and everything that you're up to right now as well, um, in 2006, it was Saints versus Fremantle. Now, I remember this. I'm a big... I'm a big, Don't bring this I'm a, I'm a big Don't Frio, big Frio <laughs> guy. The Siren Gate game. So I remember vividly, I was watching it at my auntie and uncle's house. I don't know why we were there, but we were there. I was 10 years old. I remember watching it and... 
the siren goes for anyone that hasn't seen it. Frio's up by a point. The siren goes, and then they haven't heard it. It's down in Tasmania. Allegedly, went. Allegedly. <laughs> <laughs> and the play goes on, and then Stevie Baker gets it out the ruck, and then kicks a goal, and then, and then it's a draw, and everybody's going. I'm screaming at the TV. Going, going. Anyway, so tell me about that game. So run me through that whole passage of play. Well, I remember, I think I was. Um, I don't even know what I was doing in the forward line. That was bit rare for me, but yeah. um, got out and then I had a shot and I got pushed in the back as I was kicking it. And that was what the free kick was for. So the first kick missed, so I got the decision, now what, do you want to have another shot? I said, yeah, of course, you want to try and win the game. But I remember doing like visualisation stuff recently. You're not meant to think of what not to do. You're meant to think of oh, kicking a beautiful goal. Yes. But all I could think about were a point down was not kicking it out in the full. Yep. So I was just like, I'll just aim it at goals. Kick it hard. Because you had two go. Because you, yeah, you so got miss, it out the play and you missed the first missed one. Missed the first one. But it got brutally pushed then, in the back. Yeah. You know, brutal. <laughs> <laughs> that was just a shit kick. <laughs> and, but I just remember lining up. I saw that someone sent me the footage a while back and I had bloody yellow hair. I was looking like a little muffin thing and shit. But at the time, I'm just thinking, don't kick it out in the full. Well, I should have been thinking a line-up. The wind, it was a gale force wind. Yes. Yeah, Tassie. Across, yeah, 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 Tassie yeah. going across. The, so I should have lined up, you know, left gob. But um, I just remember thinking, don't kick it out in the full and then you might get carried off with your teammates. That was my only thought at the time. I didn't even think about, you know, where to kick the ball. Yes. But, yeah, it was one of the things you look back on and think, I wish I had my time again. And, you know, took my time a bit more and concentrated on where to kick the ball. But and just that thing, kicking the goal after siren, you know, it's most childhood's you know, dreams exactly, to do, yeah. do that. It wasn't mine because I was a basketball yes, player. Yes, yes. at the time, I'm thinking, or looking back at that time, I'm thinking – that would have been such would a Would have been a good... Lenny I, Hayes was into the opposition. Who's the coach? Was it Conlon? Uh, it was um, Mark Harvey, I think. Was it Mark No, it wasn't. I think it was... I'm pretty sure it was Mark no. Harvey. Pretty sure. I remember Lenny was getting into him and it was just would have been a good moment. But. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's great. So yeah. then... Uh, so did you hear the siren or no? No. You did it? No, the crowd was like psycho. So yeah. I think... Um, yeah, no, no one... I don't think even the players heard it, but they got told that, that it was 3-2-1, so they got told by their runner. So I don't think anyone had, had heard it. And yeah, I think right. they've upgraded their sirens. Oh, that's that's awesome. That's yeah. uh, such not a, awesome. It's yeah, shit. Uh, you have to look back. <laughs> I have to get the clips up and do it all up because yeah, it's yeah. like iconic. What a great uh, unreal passage. But anyway, um, so your coaches that you played for, um, so there was um, Watson, uh, Malcolm Blight, Ross Lyons, some, some pretty hectic <laughs> coaches. Uh, did you have any um, stories either from you know Malcolm Blight or did you get on with Blight? Did you get any sprays from him or from Ross as well? Um, Malcolm Blight, I, I didn't really get along with him. I think he liked the um, the, the Fox up players and gotcha. the, the flash, the flashy players. I Which remember he wasn't got me, you. Yeah. Wasn't me. I remember he got me out in front of the boys one day, and he's like, "Bakes, how do you do? A, how do you do a balk? Have you ever done a fucking balk in your life?" And he's like, "This sent me another thing. Oh, now you go. No, you, you, you don't. You just bulldoze people. I want you to get out in front and balk." So he sort of belittled me in front of the boys, you know, trying to get me out and do a balk in front of the boys. So I never really got along with bodies too well. So um, yeah, that was that was one story I didn't really. You know, I, Sort of grinding my yeah, gears, grinding sure. my gears a little bit. Um, Rossi and Grant, I, I I love both of those coaches. Um, both had their different um, different styles. Um, Grant sort of created great camaraderie with the group. You'd have barbecues after every game. <clears throat> um, Rossi was just very strategic, so we had that. You know, every moment of the game had a different you know, where you had to be. Everyone had to. Everyone used to um, hate the witches' hats that came out uh, if we lost a game. <laughs> used to be an oval. Bakes, where were you meant to be here? Yeah. Like, oh, you hiding behind yeah. players? And, like, and being a grown man, like hiding behind poles, like not. And Rossi's not trying to get. Um, yeah, Rossi. Yeah, he was. He was. He was a great coach. He. You know, I got in a bit of trouble off the field. I remember 
Got a bit of a fat. I got a bit of a fat lip at the old Colac pub. Uh, yeah, happens. Got got whacked. I think I was being a bit of a smarter, so probably well well deserved. <laughs> got a couple of little whack, and I think, hey, am I going to hide this little stitch? I think I had two stitches on the lip from Rossi, and um, but then he got up and he goes, "Man, that's all right, mate. We're too, we, we we can do it. Just just don't do it again." And a couple months later, <laughs> I'm in a bar, in a bar <laughs> throwing cut lunches at some guy. Um, Lenny Hayes pulls me off, and then Lenny's getting head butted by the bouncer. Lenny gets his, so I'm getting the pin up, oh my God. the pin up player in trouble. Oh. So we get called into the office, and then I'm thinking, oh no, I'm dead because Rossi's gonna. You know. He said not to let this happen again, but then he's like, he goes. He goes, and there was footage at the nightclub so I told oh, some no. story which wasn't really <laughs> along the lines of what happened and he goes mate we've got footage and he goes you call that a punch look at you you've thrown a, so you call that a punch back so you've thrown like windows I'm going, <laughs> he didn't give a fuck oh, it, was, it, was, it was great oh, he's, yeah, loved it. hey legends how you doing quick little break in the podcast here so I've had uh, lots of people come up to me or give me a message saying uh, Jared how's the podcasting going and it's going, yeah it's great uh, going very well because everybody's been following and subscribing and liking and doing all the things that I regularly uh, ask for in there the ad breaks here uh, and if you haven't done that already make sure you do it takes 20 seconds of your time I'll owe you a favour you know the deal and I was like yeah it's going great uh, but what my actual job is day to day during the week is I'm a personal trainer and more specifically an online personal trainer and I've just got some amazing great news that I've just done some major upgrades to my online platform www.bodymagic.fit if you want to go check it out and it's the one stop shop you're going to need for everything workout related, everything nutrition, everything accountability, everything changing your daily habits uh, to really get the most out of yourself. And I've worked with thousands of online clients from all over the world, achieve their goals from weight loss, gaining muscle, uh, being better at sport, um, whatever that sport may may be, it's fully customizable and uh, everything is to work around you and your lifestyle. The packages start from as little as 25 bucks per week. And like I said, it's got all the tools, all the features for you to achieve whatever your workout goal is. I'd love for you to be part of the online community and just head to www.bodymagic.fit to find out more. Love your work. Back to the pod. Here we go. So Max, you're such a fierce competitor and I've heard uh, other players that you played with talk about how mentally strong you were, right? So, uh, you know, maybe you weren't maybe coming in the fittest uh, first day of preseason. <laughs> I think it was Lenny Hayes that I heard on another podcast and he was saying that there was a beep test or something um, for, <laughs> for a preseason and you hadn't been training much for the off-season and you come back and Lenny thought he was doing all right. But then when you saw that Lenny was getting past you a bit, you just locked in and you you went until you almost pretty much killed yourself running. Yeah, I think it was, a, I think it was my bit of a tagging thing. I was like, yeah. I was going to pull out and I was like, oh... And every time I was feeling going to spew, every time I hit the line, I was like, and then and then Lenny was like next to me. I thought I'm just going to put the head down and just hang on to Lenny, just as long as I can. I, you know, I'll just do it till I you know, my body gives out. No, I'm not going to quit. Yep. I'm going to do it. If I fall over, my body gives up. That's all I had. So I think I did have a strong mindset. So that was it. I just tacked on the Lenny a little yes. on my side. He was a little, always a little bit, you know, maybe half a foot in front, but I was enough to get that line. And get there. So I hope, yeah, that's the one he was talking about. But um, And then how do you actually get into that, like, mentality and that approach when you're looking at, you know, your career and fitness and, and you know, holding your spot in the team? What were you kind of thinking at the time and where did that sort of drive and motivation for you come from? Uh, I'm thinking of just if I didn't have that strong mindset, I probably wouldn't have la- lasted long. So yeah. Even though my professionalism wasn't um, the best, I always say that uh, you know Lenny brought me up. We became great mates, best mates, pretty pretty fast. Um, I dragged him down a few levels, but he, he dragged me up. So I was like, maybe we can meet. Yeah. <laughs> but um, yeah, well, I think without 
being around people like that, the professionalism, you know, I might I might have been in and out of the system, you know, very fast. So I learned, you know, my mindset, I had a bit of a gritty, gritty mindset, which, you know, I would, even if I was feeling shit, I would um, you know, still try and perform my best or the be or the best I possibly could. So you know, sort of you know, took pride in um, you know, getting through grueling situations. And was there any particular point that like changed how you approach, you know, your games and preparation and your professionalism? Was there any sort of one moment uh, or anyone, you mentioned Lenny Hayes, was there anybody else that like really went, okay, cool, showed you how to do that or you modelled yourself off a little bit? Uh, well, Stewie Lowe was early early on, so I lived with him for a couple, couple of years, sort of he... He was always bagging my professionalism, so I sort of listened to listened to him a fair bit. But um, it was more more trial and error. I think once once you've been in the system for five or six years, um, you sort of realise that everyone's trying to get a one percent edge each each season. So if you're dropping off, you're going to be you're going to be out of the team. So you always had a few stern words from the coaches, um, especially if you get caught being um, out out on the piss or boy. something. Yeah, naughty, <laughs> a naughty boy. Um, but yeah, I think so, sort of mid midway through. Um, you know the 11 or 12 years I think it sort of clicked and become more natural you know, being uh, looking after yourself and being a bit more um, respectful of the body definitely and what I've found with everybody that I've had on all the professional athletes high performing people a lot of their routine is very habitual with like you know knowing exactly how much they're training and the recovery um, nutrition all that sort of stuff surrounding lots of aspects of their life that then makes actually performing yeah. um, much easier and they've, they've done all that preparation so Back in your playing days, what were kind of some of the habitual things that you were doing for all that sort of wellness side, wellness and also, you know, keeping yourself fit and, and ready to go for game day? Yeah. Well, probably didn't have many morning – oh, I didn't have a morning routine back in. I've got more of a morning routine now because I realise yeah. how important it is to start the day. I watched yours this morning, having the, eating, eating the eggs of the yes, exactly uh, right. habitual routine. Um yeah, but like these days, I'll every every day I'll I'll get up, I'll make make my bed because I've listened to a, a good audio about making your bed. Yes, yeah, so I've been doing seeing. That, I've been seeing all your stuff. Doing about. that first task, uh, then I'll have a big big glass of lemon water. Do my do my sit ups. Go for a walk you know, before touching the phone every day. But back in the footy days, I thought a lot of that stuff was bullshit. But looking back, you know, seeing the Nick Rewalts doing the visualization before the game, they're playing the game before they've actually played the game. Yes, um, and looking back at that Frio kick, if I had visualized kicking that goal, maybe. Uh, would have went through uh, if I had a bit, you know, controlled my anger a bit better. Maybe I'd have punched so many people and played a lot more games. So at the time, I was thinking it was all sort of airy fairy bullshit. But looking back, I'm thinking this is why the top tier players are doing that: the Nick Riots and Lenny Hayes's um, yep. visualization, the morning routines, um, you know, their journaling, all these little things that I thought oh, that's a bit weird mm. for a big tough footy player to be doing. But looking back, I'm thinking I wish I'd have you know, adopted those things earlier um, because now with you know, with my life sort of. You know, Getting into routine, it's very important um, so you don't slip into bad habits. Absolutely. And uh, so when when you're sort of coming towards the end of your AFL career, how did your sort of retirement come about? How did you know that you were done? How did that all pan out for you? Well, I knew I was probably a couple of years away, but Rossi Lyon, he, uh, I, got, I got the tap on the shoulder. Um, it was about halfway through the season and I was still playing great footy. I, hadn't, I don't think I'd been beaten that year by by anyone. Um, I found out later I was coming second in the best and fairest. So oh. to get the tap on the shoulder, I was um, well, it was a bit of a shock. Pardon me, are you yeah. sure? Yeah, yeah, I was like, oh, Ross, are you sure, <laughs> mate? I'm playing pretty good footy. Yeah. Um, but it, there was a bit of a clean out. I think it was um, 2011, clean out of all the older players. Um, so I understood their reasoning. Um, but then I was like, oh, shit, you know, what am I going to do? What am I going to do? I was going to 
play for GWS, um, but there was two veterans that came in before me um, and lost my spot there. So now I'm playing Craig, and I'm playing in Craigieburn. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so I slipped back into bad habits pretty quick. I was on the piss every weekend, um, but yeah. So it was a bit of a tough time when I finished footy. I lost the old man that next year. So a bit of a dark time the the, you know, the following year after I lost footy, but. Um, yeah, so I think getting out of that and using sort of fitness and, um, you know, your football, surrounding yourself with good people, you know, get yourself out of those dark holes when you're in them. Definitely. And uh, we've connected via, you know, seeing each other's stuff on Insta and I've been loving all the, um, you know, motivational stuff, all the habitual things you've been putting on, um, all the messaging behind it. It's great. So that sort of period leading out of football, like you said, it was it was quite sort of, you know, turbulent and going, oh, what am I going to do with, you know, career-wise and how you're handling that and all that sort of thing. Was there a point that you kind of went, all right, cool, I need to, you know, start making some of these more positive habits and what actually were you doing? When did that start? Yeah, well, when I finished, as I said, when I went through the dark time, the year after footy, um, there was probably – yeah, I was playing. I played Craigburg, and you think like, oh, I'm enjoying life, getting on the drink every weekend. You know, the Saturday night would turn into a Monday sometimes. Yeah. You sort of at the time you don't really realise you're in a bit of a dark, dark place until you sort of look back on it. <clears throat> um, and then at a similar time last year, you know, when I lost Warney, fell into those dark, that dark hole. Didn't want to leave home. Um, you know, the drinking, the, the bad food. I remember looking in the mirror like um, last year, going, holy shit, you know, my Bellies hanging over my pants, hanging over my pants, or my skin's gone crazy with rashes. Oh, it was just I was looking in the mirror, going, "Jeez, who are who, who are you?" Mm. Kind of thing. Um, yes, yeah, so I was like, I think it was New, New Year's. Got on the piss on New Year's Eve. Um, hung, I was with Jackson Warren, Shane, Shane's son. He was off the piss. He was doing everything opposite to what I was doing, using it as a positive. You know, trying to live life um, you know, in a positive way, get fit, healthy, the way Shane would have wanted. So. That's what I've done this year. Got off the piss at the start of the year. Um, you know, started getting in a morning routine, uh, passing on some motivational things that I've been learning along the journey. I've started reading books for the Amazing. first time in forty-two years. Wow! Wow! <laughs> wow. It was like um, my sister sent me a few books, and she goes, "You actually going to read them?" But yeah, I'm actually. You know, I read, started reading one called Grit, um, and now just really getting in the mindset where I can pass on um, and my learnings to others. Um, and you know, I was. Into a spot in my life, thinking, oh, my fitness days are over. I don't you know. I've had a hip replacement, all these operations. You know, I had an excuse for being lazy, but surround yourself with some people that don't listen to that bullshit. Like Matty Ferguson, my mate, he's like, hey, mate, these people are doing Ironmans with bloody one leg and hip replacement. What, what's your problem? I think is, oh, come for a run. So we went, you know, started a 2K run, went to 10K run, 20K run. We're booked into a half, half Ironman. So. It was my mindset, which I sort of took pride on. It was taking a bit of a hit and I was believing my own bullshit. Um, so, yeah, starting to you know, snap out snap out of that in the last six, you know, six 12 months and, um, yeah, never, never felt better. That's amazing. And like I said, I've been loving watching the, the progress and the journey and you passing on all of those bits of advice and so much so that you've now started a, uh, a career in motivational speaking. You're just telling me <laughs> that, you've, uh, that you're starting to do some, some talks soon. Yes, yeah, so I've just booked my first gig next week and in, what's in it, Frankston. What's it, what's it called? What sort of, you know, stuff do you go through? Uh, like on a, It'll on be a, a how, to, how to get a gritty mindset so i'm going to do a course you know getting a grittier mindset in 30 days and how that can impact your life not only um, physically but mentally um you know everyone's going through stresses everyone has highs and lows you know everyone loses someone they love has a breakup loses their job at some stage we're all going to go through shit a bad a bad diagnosis so 
having a grittier mindset. You know, I'm, I'm, I think back, you know, I had a grittier mindset, you know, growing up as a, as a little, a little kid, I was always the shortest in the class. Um, so I always had to fight for my position. So I think I had a bit of a grittier mindset than most growing up, but thinking, you know, in the last couple of years, going through some tough times or even at the end of the footy, you know, if I didn't have that gritty mindset, you know, I don't know what would have happened. I could have went on a downhill spiral. You know, I've had a lot of friends go through some bad times, um, you know, and thinking a grittier mindset might have helped me get through that that stage of my life. So now I'm going to teach you know, how a gritty mindset can help your life. Just live live happier, healthier, and just be less you know, have less stress stress in your life. Amazing. And uh, when I'm looking into you know doing very similar stuff with my online clients, PT clients, this is why I've got onto the habit stuff so much because you know as you know it's probably um, yeah. a lot of what you talk about is all the habitual things that you do, um, whether it's getting up and just making your bed first thing in the morning or getting up, going for a walk, going to the gym, whatever it might be. It's just yeah. all those little things that when you stack up over a long period of time makes a massive difference to uh to your lifestyle so is there any like real key um points uh or uh, messages that you have in during your talks is there like any like you know real specific exercises or anything like that that you like to do uh there'll be there'll be some like i think i'm gonna do my first ones i'm putting it all together now but like there's there's breathing techniques there's obviously there's journaling um and mindset stuff you know i only read yesterday that if, you know, if you write three things at the end of each day that you're grateful for after six months at lowest depression, anxiety, little little tricks like that that I would never have known existed. Um, so I just want to pass all this learning learnings on that you know, people when they're feeling stress, anxiety, they've got things that can bring them back to a natural calm state, um, and then also things that can build up your gritty mindset. Yeah, you know, that'd be the doing the cold showers the ice baths which i've seen yes. seen you do a few times so it'll be mindset and a bit of physical challenge as well so you do something hard physically every day you know you're you're, you're mentally going to feel better because you know you can physically get through things so yeah, there's a few little tricks tricks of the trade i've been started doing uh, some of the um i'm just using the calm app for just the breathing and um, breath work and relaxation stuff like that so good. Like I was, I was doing it for about eight weeks there, yeah. uh, and before I went to bed, I'd have the best sleep ever and just feel like so much. Which better. one was that? What was this? The car, the car map. Have you heard that? No, I haven't. You should, you should check it out. One. Yeah, I'll show, yeah. I'll show you after. It's yeah, actually really good. But they've just got like pre-done meditations yeah. and um, breath work, little exercises that you follow along with, and it helped my sleep massive. And then when I fixed my sleep, that's when I started feeling way better. I was doing the Wim Hof for a while, and I was feeling good. But yeah, you should try that. I'll try, we'll try that one. We'll get onto that. And you mentioned before you do all these fucking crazy events. You do it like you do. Marathons, you do half marathons, you do Ironmans, all this shit. Tell me about it. Tell <laughs> oh me about shit, it. Oh shit. Yeah, tell me about it. So uh, I, I am, I hate, I've never been able to do endurance events ever. Um, but Until tell now. me. Yeah, well, oh, well, well, I haven't said uh, yet, mate. Uh, uh. Tell me about your events that you got coming up. Um, well, the, the half Ironman was a couple of months ago. Um, How did you go? Got, got through it. Um, so training into it, I just wanted. To, I just wanted to get through it. But after training for a couple of months, I realised I'm going to get through it. So I was, I had, a, I had a fair crack at it. But yeah, now I just want to have a crack at the the full Ironman, which you're going to commit. Well, to. I so, think, okay, I think, so, I so think. pretty much when we started <laughs> chatting, uh, the, how how this came up is I messaged back, you know, I replied to a story, I said, "Oh, well done on one of your Ironman, or, or you're right, it was a run, it was a marathon, you're doing something." Yeah. I said, "Great job, Bakes." And he went, "Oh yeah, good, yeah." Um, oh, dude, dude, do, do, do you want to? You said, "Do you want to su- help support?" And I was like, "Oh yeah, of course." And there was like a donate link, so even before you replied back, I went, "Oh yeah." <laughs> No problem. I'll, I'll send you some money. Yes, of course, of course. <laughs> so click that, donate the money. Uh, and uh, and then I went, yep, great. Like, yeah, mate, all good, no problem. And he went, no, 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 no. As in, do you want to- donate. Do it. not donate. <laughs> do you want to do it with me? And I was like, 
No, like, absolutely <laughs> fucking not. I don't want you to do like that. You were like me at the start of it. Yeah, well, I was like, absolutely not, absolutely not. And then because my body just does not endure sports, like as in like long distance yeah. running stuff. I'm look good when I'm lifting, you know, yeah, ten reps right, in, the in the gym, and that's yeah. about it. These are fucking show muscles, all right. That's it. These are good for these are good for <laughs> Love for Island. Distance, that's okay. about it. Yeah, yeah. Um, but um, I was, uh, but then you kind of spiked my interest, and you kept asking. And I was like, my tag, I keep annoying, yeah, I keep annoying you, people. You'd annoy me. All that, and I was like thinking about it. And I was like, well, before I haven't said to you yet, we haven't spoken about it. I was like, mm, will I do it? Will I not? And I went, I'm going to just go try just to see if I can, you know, actually do it. Like, cause yeah. it's a, how was the distances for the team? It's like a K swim, uh, 10K run, the 40. Full, the, full, the full one is 4K swim, 180K yep. bike ride and a marathon at the end. And then we chop that up into a few of us. Is that right? No, we're doing, That's it. We're oh, doing the whole. Fuck. We're doing the whole thing. We're each, <laughs> each, each. We're all doing it. We, can do, we can do fuck. it next to each other. I thought. I thought that was like cutting oh, the really? quarters. That's what I thought. <laughs> really? Was That's that? what I thought. <laughs> Are you joking or no? No, we're all doing. It. We're all doing it all. Holy fuck! All right. Well, maybe we're going to cut this part out, man. Holy shit! We're well, going to go practice our so swimming. How, so how? So how much? Four K swim. 4K swim, so I think... Oh, fuck. I was thinking I was... Okay, anyway, continue. Yeah, so yeah, you can yeah. get the sw- we can get through the swim. Like, I'm not a very good swimmer. I remember being in the kiddies lane at St Kilda. Like, there was three of us that were just terrible swimmers. And so swimming, you just get through. The bike riding, you've got to do a bit of practice. Yeah. And then the transition, you've got to do a lot of practice, which you know, I, I started doing at the end of the training for the half one. But, um, yeah, jumping off a bike after three and a half hours, um, you know, it was pretty, it was pretty tough. Uh, and I think the full one is going to be about six or seven hours on the bike, jumping, jumping into a marathon. Like I don't, I don't think I'm going to make it, but I'd rather try and fail than not try at all. But um, I, I think this is a whole other kettle of fish. I'm thinking quarters. <laughs> I'm going, yeah, cool. I'm going. So before I was then training for it, I thought I'll just try some runs and I'll try some swims and I'll try some rides and. I actually was really enjoying it. So I was like, oh, fuck. And I just did a little bit more, like what you said before. Yeah. I just started off with like a 4K run. And then I went, okay, I'll try five tomorrow. And then I did five. And then I did six. And I got up to 10. And I was like, oh, great. This is feeling good. Killing and then it. I went, all right, I'll go once a week to the pool. And I've got to go once a week. So I've gone every Friday to the pool. I went yesterday, uh, yesterday morning as well. Yeah. Uh, and uh, I was like, great, get in there swimming. The swimming's progressed so much. I used yeah, to how far have we got in the pool so far? That's, I've got one, 1.3 Ks. Oh, 1.4, 1.4 yesterday. That's, yeah. that's good. And I was it's very like, boring in the pool looking, looking at the line. Yeah, it is a bit. I actually quite enjoy it. I used, to, like do, it? I used to do a bit of swimming like back in school and whatever. So I was like, oh, this is progressing good. I was like, fucking flying. I'll try the bike. The bike's not too bad. And I've gone, I could maybe do this. But now that you said it's a fucking old one, I don't know if I can actually do that. Well, I think the, the adrenaline on the day was pretty special. It was like, I remember getting in, the, I was doing all the swims with no swimsuit and, and a friend just came to the party then like the, the week before and on the day got through the, got through the swim and I don't know, just the excitement of the day, the crowd. We'll, mate, we'll get you Fuck. We'll get over the line together. Okay, we'll just, so we'll we're doing it. it. So we'll be literally running and doing everything together. Yeah, we'll we'll go. We'll so go. How many of us is there? There'll be probably four or five of us. Okay, and the where me- where is it? Uh, Bustleton. Is it w- Bustleton? WA. Yeah, 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 yeah. Great. I thought it was the Bustleton one. Everyone, yeah, when I was sort of talking about, it, everyone was like, "Is it the Bustleton?" I was like, "I think so, man." Yeah. Um. Fuck. <laughs> I'm like I'm like fuck. Even this we- <laughs> I should have I thought I, I swear if we look back our messages you were like, Oh yeah, we do it like we like can't. I've had my birthday this week. I've had a few I had a few drinks. I haven't drank hardly at all this year and then I'm feeling a bit of a hole this week. I'm thinking, Oh, we've committed to this. We're gonna have to do it. No, I think we. I think we have. Well, I was, I was gonna, tra- I was gonna commit training. to you with it, but now I'm just like <laughs> I've committed this. I just didn't read the fine uh, the fine print. Yeah, right. Okay. Well, 
I guess we're doing it. Good it's all about the journey, not yeah, the destination. Right. So we'll get a good, yeah. All right. Well, I'm not happy about it, but we're going to do it. I'm not happy about it. Either, all right. Let's fucking do it. Let's go. We're on. We're doing it. Done. Done. Deal. Done. Fuck. <laughs> <laughs> oh, mate. Uh, but what, what, I, what I did find with the endurance stuff, though, is uh, like I've had a little bit of a tough time with sort of some mental health stuff uh, as of probably last uh, just over six months. Yeah. And I found that the I was going to still training and stuff you know, uh, weights that I usually do, but it wasn't quite giving me the same level of like satisfaction. So then I was, when I started doing all the endurance stuff, I f- it fucking helped big time. And it was sort of like a bit of uh, mental side of stuff yep. as well. Cause I really didn't like doing it. It was sort of just focusing up everything a little yep. bit more. Exactly. Like you were saying, do some hard stuff that you actually don't like. So I guess this is what we're going to do. I, think, I, think do I, I, read it, I read in the, I can't remember where I read it, but it was, you're always the happiest after you've done, completed the hardest task. So I better be fucking happy after like, this then. I better be the <laughs> But it was, even bloke. after the half, I was just going across the line, hugging your mates that you've you know, been training with for months and just the gruellingness. I think the harder it is, obviously, you know, it's like making a grand final in football. The harder it is to get there, the more special it is to win one. Not that I won one. <laughs> <laughs> but it was good. Like it was, um, yeah. We'll get, we'll get there. Well, I'm stressing about it, but all right, we're doing I'm it. I'm stressing. I'm stressing Fuck too. Man. Fuck. <laughs> all right. So uh, anyway, so moving on from that. So doing everything right now. So your motivational speaking, how does someone get in contact with you if they're wanting to book you for uh, for any speaking gigs? Uh, Instagram, Stephen Baker 10. Yep. I, haven't, I haven't got all uh, everything set up properly we're yet. Gonna, we're going to make sure we tag on all these stories oh, and everything to make sure uh, we get we get as much um, stuff over um, to you as well. Yeah. Yes. I'll be, yeah. We're setting up that, doing live events and also doing a, an online course that people can do right. if, if they can't get to the event so sweet thanks for the shout out i think we're going to have to um definitely do another one of these a bit further down once we get into training and everyone have to talk yeah. about exactly what i'm going to have to do now because this is a whole another thing <laughs> we'll have to break down I'm actually we'll like, have to break down the 4k i'm actually like boy i'm <laughs> this has actually ruined my day this now <laughs> mate thank mate, you so much for pleasure. coming and doing it uh the podcast has been awesome good to actually finally sit down with you, you in too, person you uh let's do this fucking event i guess thanks for having me let's do it <laughs> Episode of Fat Chat with Stephen Baker all wrapped up. Holy shit. So just a little bit of background for that last bit about the... I fucking can't believe I'm doing this goddamn thing. Anyway, I said to him, I was like, because I hadn't actually committed to him, um, said you know, yes, I'm going to do it from our text. And like I said, I actually thought it was a team thing where you split it up. That was a genuine stitch up. So I was like, mate, we're going to do, talk about the Ironman stuff and you can see if you can maybe, you know, get me on board for the team. He's like, all right, no worries. And then we're talking about it. We do that bit there and I'm I'm actually like blown away. that It's a full Ironman. I thought it was split up. You should, I'm going to have to get the screenshots of our text. I swear he said we split it up. Anyway, that was a full stitch up, and now I've just committed to doing a fucking full one. We get off the podcast, and he goes, mate, that was really good acting. And I was like, that wasn't fucking acting. I thought that was, a, a, we quarter that up because we're doing it as a team, not running it full as, oh, anyway, so that was pretty funny. Um, but I've genuinely fucked myself, and I've got genuine doubts if I'm going to be able to do this or not. But we're going to keep you posted with how the training goes. Uh, I've done some good sessions when I was in Melbourne, actually, but I'll be uh, putting some videos up on Mainstar, um, checking in with it on the pod a little bit more. I'm going to have to get Bakes on again for another episode because there's so many more stories to tell um, and talk everything uh, leading up to this fucking race. Oh, my God. Anyway, I've got my doubts, but we're going to do it. Uh, hope everybody enjoyed that episode. We've got some great ones coming up over the next few weeks. Make sure you're following subscribe like whatever uh, on any of the uh, streaming channels that you're listening on uh pray for me send some genuine prayers for me as i try for this event it's a fucking stitch up i can't believe this shit anyway love your work not happy about it but love your work 
Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.